Hey friend, how can I stop feeling guilty? I feel guilty. Do you ever find yourself saying that, but wondering why? I mean, sure, midlife is a time that makes us reflect. We've got a lot of life behind us now, don't we, sister? And with all that life experience, we know we've made mistakes. We've made bad decisions. If you're like me, you've spent time in outright rebellion against God. We have regrets, and regret is a close friend of guilt. Things in the past we can't change. So, yes, this season of the messy middle seems to bring us face to face with all of these things and our perfectionism, our not enoughness, no matter how hard we've worked, how much we've tried to do it all, be all for everyone and everything. We still feel like we aren't measuring up and we're guilty somehow for that. You might even have other people in your life telling you what you should have done, or if you had done whatever it is, things would be different. Just add a little more guilt to the soup and stir, right? And yet, sister, we know we've received Jesus as our Savior. We are born again. We are new creatures in Him, growing in our faith walk with God. So why do we still feel guilty? Is something wrong? What do we do with guilt? Even better, how can we live free from guilt? That is what we're going to talk about today. And we're not pulling any punches in this battle with guilt. So join me, sister, and let's get into it. Looking for something more in this middle season of life? Lie awake at night wondering what God wants you to do and how to hear His voice clearly? I see you, sister. We're in the messy middle. Hey, I'm Angie midlife mentor and missionary. I was busy chasing all the things when one day I woke up in the middle and it didn't look at all like I expected. I realized my faith was too flimsy to handle all the stuff midlife was throwing at me and I wanted to serve God with my gifts but I just couldn't get any traction until God pulled me out of the mess and put my feet on the path to a life of peace and purpose right here in the middle. In this podcast, you'll discover the next steps God has for you in this season, new ways to go deeper than ever before with Jesus, and biblical tools to walk this journey with more of everything God wants for you. You ready? Come on, we're not sleeping anyway, so pop in those earbuds and let's talk. Let's begin as we talk about guilt today with just a little background. Genesis 3 actually tells us the story, the first experience of human guilt. Adam and Eve created perfect with everything exactly the way God designed it, and then they made a choice. And what happened? The symptoms of hiding, fear, blame, shame, this was the reality of guilt. The reality of guilt is the result of separation from God. It's actually our consciousness of reality when things are not right, when we are apart from God. Separated from God, we are separated from the source of life, which can only result in death. Separated from God, who created us in his image, to live in constant communion with him in every part of our deepest self. But now we have a God-sized hole in our being, and that hole 
is expressed in guilt and shame. And just as in Genesis 3, we read about Adam and Eve hiding from God, call that shame, and we see the fear and the guilt and the blame, these are the natural responses of a heart that is separated from God by sin. This is why Jesus said that he didn't come to condemn us. In John 3, verse 17, he says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't have to condemn us because without him, we were already condemned, separated from God with no future but death. Jesus came to take away the condemnation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. John 3 verses 16 through 18. Jesus came to restore us to God, to fill that God-sized hole in our hearts. And in so doing, he sets us free from the guilt and shame. Okay, that's clear enough, right? But the obvious question is then, as Christian women, born again, renewed and living our new life in Christ, why do we still experience guilt? Well, there actually is a legitimate purpose for guilt. And it's tied to how God created us and how he has redeemed us all the while preserving our freedom. God created us with a conscience. And while it's not a specific organ in our body like a kidney or a liver, for example, it has been identified as a faculty or an aptitude of our intellect. It happens in the frontal lobe of our brain, the very front part of our brain. This Conscience makes the distinction or identifies what's right from what is wrong. Moral judgments, in other words. It's the conscience, along with our free will, that are two of the biggest ways God created us in his image. And these are the things that make us different from our animal friends. Our conscience is designed to respond to God in all the ways that he reaches out to us through his creation through his word as we read the Bible, through the Holy Spirit prompting us, teaching us, enabling us to understand right from wrong and to choose harmony with God, harmony with his character, his laws. I'm not going to go into all the details about the conscience, except to say that God's grace provides some light for every person, for every person's conscience to understand right from wrong. But the conscience, while it is very powerful, it's also extremely fragile and it must be educated. It can also be damaged. So as Christians, our conscience, in combination with our reason and our faith, is educated by God's word and empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is how we're able to make judgments about what is right and wrong and to choose to live in loving obedience to God. This is part of how God works in us, as Paul says, 
to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2 verse 13. This is also how when we have not chosen obedience to what God has shown us, we experience appropriate guilt. Think of it as the warning system, like the little light that comes on in your car on the dashboard to warn you (laughs) that you need to take action or something is going to happen, something that's not good. Um, God has given us this warning system of guilt to warn us that something is out of alignment between us and him. Something in me is not reflecting who he is and who he created me to be in him. And it's not going to result in my happiness unless I pay attention to the warning light. These legitimate feelings of guilt we might more accurately call conviction because they're not just passing feelings or impressions. They have their source in the healthy action of our informed and spirit-led conscience. As Christians, when we experience this kind of guilt or conviction about something we are doing, what should our response be? Remember, I just said that it is possible to damage our conscience. Ignoring or refusing to respond to God's spirit working in us, telling us what is right and what is wrong, results in a less sensitive conscience. And we can even become eventually unable to recognize and respond. Paul talks about people with seared or burned consciences in 1 Timothy 4 verse 2. Sister, my personal experience tells me confirms for me that this is absolutely true. The years that I spent running away and being in rebellion to God took me to a place where eventually I was doing things that I would never have thought that I would do, and it really didn't bother me. And it was so interesting because at one point, it was only the Holy Spirit and God's grace that somehow it dawned on me, I, I could see myself doing these things that I knew were wrong, that weren't even bothering me. And yet I realized that I was becoming so desensitized, so burned in my conscience that if I continued, I was not going to be able to recognize or respond to God speaking to me through my conscience. Here's something else that I think is just fascinating. There are some amazing studies that show a relationship between pathological sadness or depression, that is people who've actually been clinically diagnosed with depression or sadness. There's a connection between that and living out of sync or refusing to respond to this conscience that's telling you this is right, this is wrong. Other studies have shown a link between guilt and immune system depression, people who blame themselves. In other words, they have this guilt and they've not done anything about it. They have elevated tendencies to produce inflammation in their body. Increased guilt, these studies showed, caused significant reductions in certain important antibodies or proteins that we need for strong immunity. But what is the point? Why am I telling you all of this? Well, Sin is real and it results in real guilt. Okay, that's the warning system that God has given us. But 
unresolved guilt, if we don't do anything about it, it causes us pain. We may try to force it into our subconscious, but it still weighs us down and causes stress to us physically and mentally and emotionally, whether we recognize it or not. That's what these scientific studies really show us. So, of course, inevitably, we are going to try to find ways to escape from that pain. And how many ways we do try to escape, to mask, to hide, to cover up, drown out, or fix the pain. Any of these methods of escape bring damaging consequences, and those consequences remind us of our sin. And that just starts the cycle over again with more guilt and more pain. But sister, God has given us a better way. There's a reason God has given us our conscience. There's a reason he speaks through and informs us by his word and with our intellect, our reason. He's blessed us with the warning system of guilt so that we can be restored to the path of abundant life he intends for us. Look how clear it is in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Okay, so the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience is this guilt, this warning system that leads us away from sin taking us directly toward him, toward repentance. It's not a bad sorrow or guilt. It's the warning system bringing us to him for repentance. Recognizing God's truth as he speaks through our conscience in a healthy spiritual life, our sorrow or guilt calls us to come to Jesus in repentance, turning away from sin and releasing that sin through confession To our Savior. We are then empowered to make amends, to make right what we've wronged as needed. And in Jesus, the burden is taken away. There's healing and freedom. No more guilt. But there's the rub, right? For many of us, it seems like we're not experiencing that freedom. We're still living with guilt. What is up with this? Sister, Here is where we have to recognize the signs of false guilt. One of the main causes for false guilt feelings is emotional reasoning. That is, reasoning from our emotions. Here's an example. If I feel guilty, it must be true that I am guilty. Now, while our spiritual life does include feelings and impressions, we have to be careful to balance and check our impressions with God's word. It's also important to have a community of other believers to check in with who can help us to not be blown here and there by every wind of teaching or passing feelings, as Paul says in Ephesians 4 verse 14. Sister, we have to build our house of faith on the rock of God's word, not on the shifting sands of our feelings or impressions. Another cause of feeling guilty and so then we believe that we are guilty is, for some of us, unfortunately we grew up 
in families that shamed us or put guilt on us, or we've experienced trauma. And in some way, we have learned that this is normal. We're accustomed to feeling these feelings of guilt, no matter what we've done or haven't done. And we often feel shame for who we are as well. But sister, we live by faith, not by sight, and definitely not by our feelings. We are to take captive our thoughts to make them obedient to Christ, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 10.5. We do this by standing in the truth as it is in Jesus. The truth will set you free, Jesus said in John 8.32. So what is the truth? Here are three questions you can use to test a feeling of guilt, to identify if it's real, that is the warning system, or if it's false. Question number one, are you feeling guilt for something specific you have done? Is there a biblical reason for your conviction or feeling of guilt? If the answer is yes, question number two, have you responded to the warning system by spending time with God, confessing your sin and turning away from it in repentance? 1 John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If your answer is yes, question number three, sister, will you accept and receive the truth that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Romans 8 verse 1. Who is accusing you? Who is condemning you, sister? Jesus says in John 8, 11, neither do I condemn you. It is the enemy who is called our accuser. So these accusations of guilt and probably shame, they are not God speaking to your conscience. Back to our three question test. If there is no biblical reason for your feeling of guilt, or if you have already confessed and received forgiveness, these feelings are a deception of the enemy who is trying to bury you in false guilt. The enemy wants you to think that God doesn't forgive you or he won't, or that God is still holding your sin against you or shaming you. The enemy wants those feelings to make you pull away from God because he knows that that will just make you even more vulnerable to sin, which makes you feel even more guilty. Sister, it's just as important to reject this false guilt, this lie of the enemy, as it is to respond to real guilt, real conviction. If you are struggling with guilt and you want to talk about it, please send me an email and let me know what's on your heart. Or come join us in our Realize More with God community. Find encouragement with other sisters who are growing in their faith while walking in the middle. Claim your inheritance, sister. You are God's daughter. Fill your mind with the truth of God's word. Speak it, write it, tell others. Praise God for your forgiveness and freedom. In faith, in time, your feelings will follow. As you consistently align your thoughts with God's truth, your feelings of false guilt will eventually disappear. And any time, you can always pray 
the prayer of the father who came with his son to Jesus for healing. He came hopeful, but really doubting even his own faith. And how did he pray? He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We can always pray that prayer, sister, and God will strengthen your faith to live in his truth, free of false guilt. I pray this blesses you. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with another sister in the middle. And the number one way you can bless me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I read each review and love knowing what's touched you, and I get inspired hearing from you. You can also send me a DM and let me know how I can pray for you or give me an idea of what you would like me to talk about on the show. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Until then, walk in God's grace and peace.